0: Welcome back to the Fulfilled Accountant Podcast, where we talk about everything about your life in accounting and finance, except the actual accounting and finance. Today, we're talking about how you set a goal. I spent several years not really setting goals because I thought it was pointless and didn't work. I now realize that I was setting goals that were vague or didn't really make sense with what I actually wanted and so many different things. And I've learned so much since then that I thought it would make sense to share a bit about how to set a better goal for yourself this year and why it works. I love watching my clients use this same approach to get better results in their own businesses and lives, and I can't wait to see what you create with it. First off, how often do you set a goal for your business? And does it sound sort of like this? Let's do better next month. Hopefully next year is better. Let's increase revenue. We want to grow. Something really vague like that, right? And that's the kind of goal that so many of us set. And like I said, it's why I stopped setting goals for so long. I was always frustrated because I either felt like I didn't really meet a goal or I didn't know if I met it. And basically, I just went through the year feeling like I wasn't really doing enough or achieving enough because I was so vague. How would I know if I had even done anything? A better goal might sound like this. I want to sign 10 new clients at a minimum of $10,000 each next month or each month next year, and I want a net profit margin of 30% overall for the company. Or something more like, I want to reach $5 million in annual revenue in three years while building a firm that runs well with or without my daily presence. Do you see how much more specific those are? You can actually think about what that would look like to put that in place or to have that achieved. Like, how would it feel? Like, so much more comes with that level of detail. The purpose of having specific numbers and detailed descriptions in your goal number is to give you objective data points that you can use to check in all along the way. You want to easily be able to say, hmm, looks like what I'm doing is working. Let's keep doing that thing. Or, hey, This other thing over here doesn't seem like it's working quite how I thought it would. Let's look at it and see, do I need to change something? Do I need to stop it? Do I need to do more of something else? What is it? Basically, it's like a dashboard with a check engine light, a low tire pressure light, or a change the oil indicator. And with your farm goals, you don't have a built-in dashboard, obviously, so you need to create your own set of diagnostics to run. And that's why if you set a number to it, it helps you know which diagnostics you want to run. So to figure out those diagnostics, if you are like, what are you talking about, Sarah? Start with a list of what you think you can do to achieve that goal, and then figure out how you'll measure your progress on that. For example, if your goal is to go from $2 million of revenue last year to $3 million next year, what do you believe it'll take to get there? More clients, new lines of business, more employees, more sales effort, raising prices, expanding to new locations or markets, more marketing. And within each of those, what specifically? If you decide adding more clients and more employees are your primary actions to get to $3 million of revenue, how many employees and what salary and what skill or experience level? When do they need to start working? Does that assume you can and will keep your current employees? How many people do you have to interview to be able to get that number of employees? How about clients? Same type of clients? Same price and service offering? How many more clients do you need? Will you retain the existing clients? What will it take to sign all those new clients? And then how many sales conversations? How many leads do you need? So what I've just described here is kind of the basic approach to laying out a detailed plan to reach a goal. If you aren't operating with a detailed plan, I'm guessing that you are not working toward or reaching goals that feel very exciting to you. And you probably feel confused, frustrated, and uncertain pretty often. A lot of people create a plan even a detailed plan each year. But most people fail to follow through once a few weeks or months go by or when they hit their first obstacle. And this is why I want to show you that you can do it differently. I still want you to make a detailed goal with a number in it, and I want you to lay out a plan. The difference here is that you're going to plan for frequent check-ins to evaluate yourself against the plan. It sounds simple, right? The plan said you should average 250 k of revenue a month. So if you have 100K revenue month, probably time to check in and see what's going on. Was that normal? Was it a fluctuation of seasonality? Did you have a really big month the month before and it offset this somehow? Did you take all the actions that you said you would in your plan? And if you didn't breach your revenue, probably you aren't taking action. So then you wanna be like, hmm, why am I not taking actions? That is where you're going to find a huge difference in how you approach goals when you follow my method. Because here's what happens. When people don't meet a goal, What are the reasons you generally have for it? Here's what I hear. Uh, There were outside circumstances that caused this. Like, oh, it was, you know, it was a down month. It was the economy. It was the holidays. My employees weren't very good or didn't show up or I was sick or they were sick. Something outside, right? Like blaming it somewhere, identifying a problem. But it's very vague still, kind of big, right? Like, oh, the economy. That doesn't really explain a whole lot. Or maybe it's something internally, like, you know, I just kind of got tired. I was procrastinating. I'm just a procrastinator. I'm such a perfectionist. I just couldn't do it. I don't think I'm really experienced enough. You know, maybe the plan was too big. I'm just not organized enough. I don't think I'm ready. You may get a problem about yourself. And even worse, this is actually, if people make it this far, this is then where they stop. They might go like, yep, it was just this problem. I can't do anything about it. You kind of accept it as a fact. You stop evaluating and you give up on your plan. You decide you can't make it. You're like, yes, this is just the way my firm is. It's okay. We'll just keep going. I know what we did last year and that seemed to work. It's the whole lovely Sally, same as last year, right? And the thing is, it is much easier to just keep doing what you've always done. You can just slip back into the patterns of working that you're accustomed to. You know how it works. Even if it's not what you actually want, at least you know what it does achieve for you. And it doesn't require you to get uncomfortable, experiment, risk looking stupid, getting something wrong, or what I hear most often is, I don't want to waste time on an idea that might not work. That kills so many dreams. That fear of wasting time or looking stupid because you tried something. But it also results in you getting to the end of another year, feeling disappointed in another 12 months gone by, with you still looking at the same revenue, the same clients, the same problems, the same stresses and annoyances as last year. So that's why I like to start the process of change now, before the calendar tells you it's time to change. Because the calendar is arbitrary. Yes, it dictates reporting period and dates and filing deadlines, but that's pretty much where it stops. Everything else is up to you. So if you start now and you set some goals and you start putting it into place You can see what happens when something goes wrong or when you feel nervous or when something feels uncomfortable before you're mired in the middle of all those external deadlines and before you have distractions and stresses that are keeping you from going with this new idea that you want to do. Speaking of distractions, that's another reason that you want a number and details in your goal and your plan. Without those details, your brain is much more likely to wander, go a million different directions and chase shiny objects. Do you love reading business books and chasing new ideas? Do you listen to a million podcasts and try to implement big new ideas with your team every month? Do you have a list of 20 different priorities that you want to focus on next year? That is how a lot of visionary leaders love to operate. And I love their brains. So creative and so many great ideas. But when you let all those influences run your business and your brain all day, it's incredibly distracting and confusing. Both for you and your employees. And I guarantee it will take you even longer to get to your goals. When you're constantly introducing new ideas and possibilities into the picture, it's hard to see where you're really going. When you have a clear goal with numbers and a detailed objective description of how you'll know that you've met the goal, it simplifies every single decision you make all year. Getting distracted doesn't mean you have to stop or give up. Just let it be your signal to slow down and check that idea against the bigger plan that you committed to. Think of your plan as guardrails. They help you stay on track. You find a new idea, you evaluate whether it makes sense to add it to the list right now. And then you probably realize, "Eh, maybe this is a cool idea, probably even a good idea, but not the idea that helps me get to the goal that I set for this year. So then it's easier for you to go, okay, we just table this for later. And you are totally welcome to decide that that new idea is worth implementing right now and move forward even if it's not part of your goal and doesn't really serve that goal. But at least you've taken the time to be clear on what you're actually doing, the actions you're taking, and why or why not you're on track with the one goal that you're going to set for the year. And you always know what you want to do about it. It just gives you that much more power or clarity in seeing the actions that you're taking and how they impact your results. So instead of flying blind for 12 months without having a clue if you're on track or not, and mostly just hoping things will change for the better, you actually have insight into what you're doing. And the last thing I want to leave you with about using these detailed numerical goals and plans is that really following through successfully requires you to think about who and how you want to be throughout the process. Let's say you want to double revenue next year. Do you want to do that without working more hours or jeopardizing your health? Do you want to run your team into the ground with 80-hour weeks year-round? Or do you want to have a happy functional team that can not only double revenue next year, but maintain that and maybe do it again the following year? My point here is that how you achieve a goal is how you will be once you get there. So often we think, if I can just make more money, sign those clients, do X, Y, Z thing, then I will have time to take care of myself, reward my team, clean up my firm's processes, and get rid of some of those clients that are such a drain. But if you aren't actively doing those things on your way to the goal, you will reach your goal, feel exhausted and fear making all those changes that you've been dreaming of because, oh my gosh, what if that makes everything fall apart? I need those. I've pieced all this together. I've been working so hard. I'm so stressed. If I let something go or make a change, that might ruin everything. This is exactly why so many people who go on diets using their willpower and like having this goal and just focusing on just pushing through it, tend to gain that weight back once they reach their goal. Because once you reach that goal, you're like, oh, I can relax now. I can change nothing. You know, no big deal. This is fine. And then things kind of slip back in because you weren't doing it in a way that was sustainable for you. When you power through something, you do reach a goal. Yes, that is completely possible. But you are not creating any of the habits or skills that help you maintain whatever it is that you are trying to create. So when you hear people talk about a sustainable business. This is a big part of it. Can you sustain your business at the level you want while also having a life that you want? If not, I encourage you to find a way to reach your goals in a way that you can keep going with once you do reach those goals. Some questions you could ask yourself to help you through this. What do you want your firm and your life to be like when you're operating at that next revenue level? If you find yourself saying, well, if I can just make it through this year, or if I can just get to this level of revenue or you know, whatever, the, if I can just get to blah, blah, blah. That's what you want to see. What is it that you think will happen when you get there? Because that is what you want to happen now on your way there, or it won't happen once you get there anyway. So what will your life be like? How many hours do you and your team work when you've reached this level? How much fun do you have outside of work? And yes, I did say fun. And I said outside of work. And if you're laughing nervously or cringing when I ask that, we definitely need to talk. I'm pretty sure I've done an episode about fun somewhere before. And another one should be in the works because really fun is a part of work and life and it's what makes things fulfilling. An important overall question is what gives you meaning in your work and your life after you hit this goal? These are the questions that give meaning to your goal and they help you gather in a way that feels good, in a way that you can do again and again. If you try to set and achieve goals as a year-long sprint, you will not have the energy or the skills for the marathon of a long-term successful business past that year, or you will just always be miserable throughout your business and wonder why you can't have a good life. So let's recap why putting a number on your goal and being very specific about your goals matters so much. One, it gives you guardrails and a way to evaluate your progress. It helps you stay on track over the long term. Two, when you evaluate your progress, it'll help you focus on factual evidence and actions rather than your automatic human response that something must either be wrong with you or the world around you if you aren't reaching your goals. That just distracts you from the actual work ahead of you. Three, it focuses your brain and your actions. It simplifies decision-making. You never have to wonder what to do, and you don't have to worry about distractions. Every choice gets evaluated against your detailed goal. And four, it can help you focus on who and how you want to be when you achieve the goal and then actually start being that way now. The more you practice being who and how you want along the path to achieving the goal, the easier it'll be to enjoy and maintain the result when you get there. Okay, I hope you take this information and set yourself some really detailed, helpful goals with actual metrics so that you can apply this work to yourself and your firm as you go through the next year. Have a great week. Thanks for tuning in and remember to come back for more each week to keep your brain operating at its highest level so you can enjoy your accounting and finance career while also having a life you love. Want even more tips on living a life you love while feeling less stressed and more fulfilled in your accounting and finance work? Get on my email list where I share new perspectives every week. Seriously, I think you'll enjoy these emails. Sign up at the link in the show notes or by visiting my website at saranamachek.com.